Hey there, thank you for listening to Say Less presented by the Watchtower Media Network. If you want to contribute, drop us a line on our contact page or email in to inbox at wtchtwr.com. We're always on the lookout for writers, editors, podcasters and plenty more. So if you're looking to get involved with all the happenings at the Watchtower, let us know and we'll take a look at whatever you might have to offer. Make sure you follow us too at Watchtower underscore media across all the socials for all the latest pop culture with a view. Right now, say less with me, Aaron Casanova and Mihir Kole coming up. Okay, Say Less, episode six. We're just a couple of weeks away yes. from getting to do these in person for once, which would be really nice. But here we are, another week in the media without us being able to see anyone else apart from our Netflix yeah. screens. But here we are. Let's get straight into it with my pick for you to watch the 1993 classic coming-of-age movie, Dazed and Confused. What did you think? I have so many things to say about this movie. Uh, <laughs> I Okay, so let's just start. I really enjoyed it. Because this is my experience, but there was no plot in this movie. It was just pure enjoyment through and through, right? I at no point did I feel, oh, you know, something's gonna happen, or you know, oh, they have to get through this kind of problem, whatever. I, I just felt like it was just a really relaxed movie about a bunch of teenagers just enjoying the last day of school and all the antiquities that came with it. Uh, the cast, fantastic, and the 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 period set that it the period it's set in 1970s, I think. I really love that time. Uh, the amazing cars, all that American muscle. I'm a fan. <laughs> all the music, and you had some Led Zeppelin in there, you know, coming in time and time again, them listening to it on their cars or in their headphones. Uh, it was just amazing. Uh, my only gripe was Milia Jovovich didn't have as much screen time as I wished, but I can't complain. I thought it was really good. I would recommend it for people to watch. For more Mila Jovovich information, I definitely recommend looking into the oral history of the uh, making of the film. So Sean Andrews, who plays Pickford right at the start, the guy whose uh, lorry of beer turns up at his house before his parents, as his parents find out, so uh, he can't have the party in his house. Hot, yeah, he um, the attractive male specimen. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, him and Meliovich fall in love on the set, but they end up fighting with all of the cast. Apparently, Sean Andrews even has like a fist fight with Jason London, who plays Randall Pink Floyd, and basically they get cut out of the second half of the movie. But I'm totally with you. I did notice that. Yeah. He's like not in the yeah. second half of the movie. I um, Matthew McConaughey and his his classic line would be a lot cooler if you did. Uh-huh. His entire, I think <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's acting in that is so typical of him. Every line, you know, it's a bit delayed. It's got a lot of personality. I think he was quite standout. The he didn't come on itself. until, what, 45 minutes into the movie anyway. No, he's not there for most of the first hour and then he's yeah. basically there until the finish and you can tell that uh, the director Richard Linklater really liked him while they were shooting the movie I think it's really important what you say about there not being any actual plot which is key there's no melodrama yeah I wanted to ask do yeah. you think that was reflective of your time in high school because it definitely was for me there was no big overarching stories that were going to you know change people's lives but at the time, mm. most of the things we did at school felt like, you know, they're the end of the world. 
And so this is what the kind of yeah. the main plot of this movie is, is that it's just guys and girls hanging out for the last day of school. There's, there's no real extra motive to it. That's why I found it really hard to relate with a lot of other coming of age and teenage rom-coms because it, that wasn't, that's such a movie Hollywood idealized high school life. And most people don't do that kind of stuff anyway. And for me, I agree. It was just the last few days or weeks of school was just a bunch of fooling around, fucking about, hanging out with, with my mates, uh, doing dumb shit. It wasn't, there was no plot. There was nothing dramatic that happened. You know, no one got into big arguments or, or you know, fell out, things like that. It's just people having a good time, just chilling. So yeah, that was, I agree with you. That was my experience too. Your uh, favorite character other than Wooderson? Oh, come on, man. Uh, A lot to choose from. <laughs> there are. That was one of my, one of the things I had to focus in the movie was because all of this huge varied cast, I kept losing who was who. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at some point I was just, I, I just thought to myself, rather than focus on who the characters have become today, who the actors have become today, I should just watch the movie for the characters that are in it now. Uh, I really liked, okay, so it's between two. Is between Pink and Mitch. You liked Mitch. I did that like. Mitch. I thought he was kind of. <laughs> he really. You remember when he was talking to that girl outside the Emporium, and he kept like doing that thing with his nose, and I was thinking, why? Why are you doing that? Just stop. Just be normal. No man. Um, I don't think it. But you know, I did like his. I really liked his uh, story acting. We can, you know, that's a different conversation, but kind of his his arc and his story. I thought it was kind of. Interesting. And Pink, I really like because he's just a decent guy and he's just out there to have a good time. So I don't know. Maybe my top is Wooderson for sure. But, you know, second is a bit tough to to decide. No love for Mitch's sister, Jodie, played by Michelle Burke. She's the best. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I, I really enjoyed her as well. Who was that again? What was her name? Jodie. Yes. I, re I really liked Jodie. I thought she was super cool and cute. <laughs> and then one more question before we move on. Where does this rank in terms of the coming of age comedies i tend to place it near super bad and book smart which are really similar you know last day of school big party vibes where does this yeah. rank in terms of those kinds of movies for you well the, the the big thing is a lot of the other movies i've watched which are coming of age are highly focused on comedy and highly focused on romance whereas this movie there is a bit of romance and a bit of sexism there which is evident because 1970s um but it didn't have any of the, the huge plot and, oh, God, you know, we got to make this the greatest night of our lives. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to be losers in, high, in, in university or like, oh, I'm really into this girl and I've got to ask her out before everything is you know, gone and over. And then she's so out of my league, blah, blah, blah. All the characters were attractive. So there was no drama there. Uh, so I don't think it would be in the same category as those movies. I think this is a separate category, at least for me. Probably like top three coming of age movies. I-A-M-O. All right. So that was your movie, Days and Confused. So let's just move on to the movie I recommended for you to watch, The White Tiger, directed by Raman Barani, uh, who starred Priyanka Chopra. What did you think? Okay, so I just watched this. I'll be honest, I'd been forgetting to watch it all week until about two hours ago okay i really like this movie i thought instantly from the first five minutes i thought it's written differently to what i expected i wasn't mm -hmm. quite expecting you know a bollywood production you know the full bells and whistles but you yeah. can tell the elements of both indian movies and american movies i thought it's a really good movie I think the screenplay is really good. I think it's directed well. It does lose it slightly in the kind of 
second half, especially the last 30 minutes, just kind of feel a little bit rushed. But you're with the yeah. story the whole way. It makes sense. It's telegraphed to just the right extent. You don't see it coming as such. The performances are really good. Yeah, Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, yeah, Priyanka Chopra as Pinky is great. Uh, Adarj Gaurav as um, Balram is really, really good. His chemistry with Rajkumar Rao is fantastic. Yes. I really liked it. Yes. And I thought that it brings a lot of different elements in and just refines them to the point where it's more complete of a production than you would maybe necessarily expect. I was quite impressed by it, I yeah. have to say. I think, you know, the, the rush nature is because it's adapted from a book. And when that happens, usually some elements are lost uh, because they have to. It's a long movie, too. It's not a it's not a short one. And I, you know, the, the thing between the tension between the two male characters, uh, there was so much tension because you knew you knew what Balram wanted from his boss. Uh, but his boss had no idea what was going on. So I always I found that that kind of mystery tension that the viewer knew, but the actors didn't, and they portrayed that so well. Yeah, what did you think about the movie's uh, reflection on the whole caste system and the, the poverty and the working conditions of the lower caste people in India? I worry how it might be perceived in India itself because it's such a 180 from the traditional structure that's common within Indian society. I think it's a really relatable film for people who aren't from India, especially first generation, second generation immigrants like you and I both are, where it's the idea of mm. if you work really hard, you just need your one shot in life. That's a really relatable yeah. idea for people who have emigrated and have been born in different countries to where they're originally from. In India itself, I'm not totally sure about how that might go down as a concept, and it will take a lot more than this yeah. one film for that to be turned around as an idea. With that being said, I think it appeals mm -hmm. to a lot of the ideals that we have in other countries where you can kind of see it from the outside looking in. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's very true when the movie says that there's no realistic way up if you are in the lower classes. If you're in poverty, there's no way for you to get out because the whole system is built around keeping you there. The whole economy is built around keeping you there. Whereas, you know, in other countries, it might be a bit different, you know, good education, you might be able to get a better job and education is far more accessible in India is not quite the case. Uh, and this is very much, in my opinion, a Hollywood movie made for Hollywood audiences rather than an Indian movie made for Indian audiences. So I do understand how there might be an issue about it flying well uh, when people there watch it because they might have gripes with with what's being showed would definitely still um, recommend yes, it. I, I did enjoy it good i i'm glad you enjoyed it i thought it would be a movie that you would enjoy because it's got this it's got a screenplay great acting great a lot of like tension so and I'm priyanka chopra could never complain about that true her acting was amazing you, <laughs> She's you, very you, good you felt it. like she she brought a bit of her own uh ideals into the movie you could see her getting visibly upset mm. when balram was being abused uh, yeah. And I felt like a lot of that anger probably came from within her rather than her having to act it out. Definitely a good movie. Okay, yes. let's move on to our picks for each other to listen to. Mihir, I chose For You, the Nottingham-based indie pop three-piece band, London Grammar. Tell me what you thought. Well, I'm a big fan of London Grammar, regardless. I love their... The, um, and the vocals always just make my ears go into Seventh Heaven, Bliss, Cloud Nine, whatever you want to call it. The list of songs you sent... Uh, I'll tell you what the ones I really enjoyed. Three of them probably top up there. 
uh, How Does It Feel, Lose Your Head, and Californian Soul. Love them. Love these three songs. They, they were a bit more upbeat than the others. Not saying the others were bad. I'm just saying this, that's the kind of music I prefer. So I really enjoyed these three. The cover of Blinding Lights that you recommended to watch, which is not available on Spotify, by the way, but it is on YouTube. That one, not the biggest fan. I enjoyed the original Blinding Lights more because it was a different vibe. But I can completely see how this um, London Grammar takes a different approach to the song and makes it a far more mellow and slow and kind of more focused on the different sounds and the vocals. Uh, so I can see how that might be really attractive to some people who are into music like that. But overall, I really love London Grammar. Those top three songs I mentioned probably up there might be adding a few of them to the playlist. So it's good. Seal of approval. I'm glad you liked it. Um, it's interesting that you pick those three songs because those three are all off the upcoming Californian Soil album that's due for release on April 16th. So I'm interested as to, yeah, that you chose those three songs, especially of quite an extensive discography. I don't know what to call it. It's just more more stuff going on, more instruments, more notes, more rhythm. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff I like rather than uh, slower, mellow songs. But that's my preference. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy the, the slower, mellower stuff as well. 100% recommend checking them out. All right, perfect. So I had a bit of an interesting recommendation for you, mainly to see your opinion on it not really to see whether or not you'd like it, because I might know the answer to that already. But I recommend it for you to listen to uh, a group called KDA and a song called Villain by Madison Beer and Kim Petras. What did you think? Okay, so I gave KDA a listen. I, th I figured I wouldn't just listen to Villain. I'd listen to a few of their most popular okay. songs on Spotify too. Okay. It's fine. You know, my kind of issue with it, with the songs as a whole is that I listen to their top five on Spotify. So it's Villain, Pop Stars, The Baddest, and More, and Drum Go Dumb. Okay. My problem is all five of those songs sound really, really, really similar. I can they understand do. why one of the points of critique that I mentioned last week is that it sound a lot like Blackpink, because they do. Because a lot of that song, uh, a lot of the songs that they make have the same kind of general k-pop vibe yeah that's they do. fine it's just you know you're getting the same song again and again i liked more i have to say in a really okay. weird way it's on one of my you know do not touch playlists you know what <laughs> i mean um i kind of liked it here's the thing though my other problem just generally with the music is that i understand that it has people like beer miller and kim petrus and madison beer seraphine as well etc I just, I wish there was more of their actual influence in the songs because okay, yeah, yeah. I want to be able to tell that it's them without it necessarily being a KDA song. I, Otherwise, okay, I it's you just, you can rotate whoever you want to be singing those songs and you mm -hmm. can't tell either way. I wish that, you know, it was a bit clearer who's who. When you listen to them on Spotify, there's no indicate because it just says KDA as the artist. It doesn't tell you who's actually singing. Uh, when you listen to songs like More and Pop Stars, it's all of them. It's the entire group. Uh, but when you listen to songs like Villain or Drum Go Dumb, there's only they only take one or two of them. If you listen to Villain, I felt like Villain had a bit more of Madison Beer's vibe. If you listen to some of her other songs, uh, obviously it's still overarched by the overall KDA and the the pop and the the Blackpink-esque style. I think it would be a really good idea because they don't have many songs. Uh, you listen to the top five, I think they only have seven or six songs in total. 
I would be really interested to see if in the future they do implement a more personalized style of each of the different artists they've got because they've got some big names and they could do a lot of good work with them yeah I understand it I think it would be funny if you know when we're able to go to clubs again if they ever played this at one of the, you know those Korean nights at Vauxhall yeah yeah the yeah, one yeah. that we didn't go to in the end they they will I'm telling you they definitely <laughs> will these songs are immensely popular because obviously They've got a huge fan base from the massively gargantuan number of people who play League of Legends. <laughs> so there's a market for it. Here's the thing. There, there's definitely a market there is, for it. There is, there is. And this company knows how to make money. So uh, yes, so great. Perfect. Uh, got to hear your thoughts on that. I do agree with what you've said. I think I'd be quite interested to see how they take it in the future yeah. or where they take it. Yeah, there is definitely scope for it. I get that. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the wild cards for each other for this week again as ever something to watch or listen to or just do or buy Mihir I picked for you the YouTube channel I nerd some about the history of basketball mm -hmm. really interested to hear what you think about this one okay so yeah I've been I've been going through a chat there's not that many videos which is you know breath of relief but you know at the same time sometimes you feel like oh maybe there should be a few more videos uh, but yeah I watched a few of them I like uh, interesting facts about NBA player size because that's something I thought would be cool what else did I watch? I watched uh, Timeline of Kobe Bryant because he's one of the big names that I know about. How LeBron James brought a title. And okay, so I thought for people who are interested in basketball or, or even just sports and they want to know a bit about the history and, and how things have progressed without needing to have a huge background knowledge of the different players and the different teams. I think this is a great channel to start. And it's quite well made. The gra He uses some of his own graphics, which is great. I don't know what the word is, but it's it's edited really nicely. So there's not too much information thrown at you at once. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Really like the interesting facts about the size because that was kind of interesting. 17% chance of getting into the NBA if you're seven feet and taller. Unlucky, Aaron. We're almost there. Which goes down to 0 0.01 or something if you're six foot-ish yeah, yeah, yeah. and just only yeah. gets worse. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's obviously quite a 90 degree turn from what we normally recommend i'm hoping you learned yes. something as well yes yes for sure you know we had we had things like the steakhouse angus burger we had <laughs> the, the the movie that that broke my heart and then we had uh, basketball history so we're 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 really we're really going wild with the wild cards here speaking of wild wild cards i recommended to you last week a can of air uh, which i know you had some some thoughts about did you try it out? What did you think? Did you have fun with it? Okay, so firstly, uh, I went to the supermarket. I think it was on Monday. I went to B&Q. They didn't have any. I kept forgetting until about Wednesday night, at which point I went on Amazon and bought my can of air. It comes like this. Uh, spray yes. dust to 400 mil. I got a solid 30 <laughs> seconds of entertainment out of this. I'm telling you. It cleaned <laughs> my keyboard and my other keyboard and uh the one meter of skirting board beneath my feet that's pretty nice. good it's six pounds i don't it's know how i'm going to get six pounds worth of use of this also because i kept spraying it so much two things happened one is that when you spray it it leaves a kind of spot on the surface that you spray it on for somebody who has ocd like i do it drove me insane i had to then get a wipe <laughs> and wipe down the thing my keyboard my mouse pad so that I could, you know, leave the leave the spots yeah, out of it, of it without, so I yeah. couldn't have any streaks. 
I'm so annoyed I've forgotten my second point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't see how I'm going to get £6 worth of use out of this. Oh, no, wait. That was my other point. I just remembered. I got bored because, let's be honest, there's only so much you can spray without, you know, having to mix things up. I sprayed it so much, I started getting dizzy while I was, you know, spraying. <laughs> I had to stop. That's why I had to put it down. I don't know what else I'm going to use it for. <laughs> you you might not have, but I got my six pounds worth of entertainment just off of that. How do you well, have Aaron, seven cans? One, you got scammed. You got scammed because I got six cans of this. Can I, can I show you? Yeah, six cans of this for six pounds. Yeah, but I don't want six and cans. Two. I barely want one. <laughs> it's the same price, Aaron. It's the same price. It's not about the price. And to the, the spot, the spot, the streak that it leaves, it's only if you shake the can too much. Mine doesn't leave a streak at all. It leaves spots spot. on my mouse. It drove me insane. I honestly, <laughs> I sprayed my mouse pad on oh, my laptop. No. It left two spots. And I was like, okay, that's going to be annoying. Ten minutes before I had to get up and get some wipes and wipe it down <laughs> what i will say is that i'm looking at my skirting board now it looks immaculate so there you go there you can have that yep <laughs> apart from that i'm quite impressed that you managed to make yourself dizzy because the instructions say not to spray it for longer than what seven seconds yeah but if you're How trying to find stuff it? to do it accumulates you know <laughs> if you just keep spraying oh, that's, that's really then i don't know <laughs> Six, six That's really pounds. funny. Honestly, At least we all want you can eat. That's the funniest. That's the funniest thing I've heard today. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's not gonna. You can just keep it. You can use it to clean. You know, in a few weeks' time, when undoubtedly your keyboard and your floor gets dirty again. I mean. So you will find use of it. That's not untrue. I'm just saying. I'm gonna have this until like 2025. At this point. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to use 400 milliliters of air. You'll, you'll find a way, Aaron. I can believe it. You'll find a way. All right. All right. All right. Well, there you go. But, the world you know, card. I, that was really interesting, at least for me. And I hope our viewers to hear a little bit of Aaron's pain and suffering. Him, maybe not so much, um, but entertaining nevertheless. Look, I'm glad you had a good time out of it. Bloody good time, mate. I'm it is cold, <laughs> to be fair. I just tried spraying my hand. It is cold. Yeah, it is. It is really nice on your hands when it's going to get, it's going to start to get hot, Aaron. So you might find a use for it then. You know what else helps with that? Deodorant. That tends to, that tends to work when it's hot. Either way. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Let's move on to our yeah. picks for this week. Uh, something to watch and something to listen to. And we're going to mix it up with a wild card as well. I'll get us rolling. It's another Netflix series. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's again about basketball. You might have okay. seen it already. It's Last Chance You Basketball. Now, I don't think you're going to be familiar with the concept of Last Chance You, but essentially what they do, the documentary makers, is that they go to one of the lower performing universities in terms of academic performance, but also sporting performance. What happens when you recruit okay. players to those kinds of universities is they're always the kind of, the ones who didn't make it at better universities the ones who have gotten into, you know, certain other situations that are meant there, the university they end up going to, is there only hope? Is there any place that will give them even a chance? Last Chance You normally looks at American football and players trying okay. to get to the NFL. This series, Last Chance You Basketball, is 
you know, obviously about basketball and players who want to get try and maybe get into the NBA, but maybe really what they're looking for is to get to a better college so that they can get scholarships and just a better education and a better chance and a better opportunity at okay. life. It's set in East Los Angeles College, run by uh, Coach John Mosley. You're going to fall in love with him. And honestly, it's so captivating and you develop so much sympathy. I'll let you make your own opinions up about the guys they feature in this series, but you develop a lot of sympathy. Mm -hmm. You really get to understand them. And I think what the main thing is, is that it's not so much don't judge a book by its cover, but I think the point of this series is just to be clear about the idea that, you know, don't give up on people so easily. People just need chances okay. and they need yeah, attention and they need respect. And I think that's yeah. the main thing that they try and portray in this series, as well as the fact that, again, you know me, I'm a big sports fan. I want my teams to win all the time. But what the point is of this series is that, yeah, they're trying to win, but winning isn't always the victory. The victory comes in just getting better opportunities for people and being able to help people maximize their own potentials. I think it's a great, a great, great, great series. And I really enjoyed it. Okay. I think you're going to like it. It's eight episodes, hour each. You'll laugh. You might cry. You're ready. It'll get your heart pounding. Uh, the game. Tugging at my heartstrings again. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, Aaron. Not this, not this again. Um, but yeah, I will, I'll check it out for sure. I'm, I'm interested in, in this kind of the, the whole, you know, giving people chances and seeing how, you know, cause I'm really into like coaches and teachers trying their best to, to do good by their, by their students or the, the people on their team. I always find that quite admirable. So I'm going to check it out and hopefully try not to get my heart broken too much. All right. So my recommendation for you is also a Netflix series. I don't know. You might have seen it. It's called White Gold. It stars Ed Westwick. Joe Thomas and James Buckley, quite famous stars from the Inbetweeners. So, you know, it's set in the 1980s in Essex. The three men run a double glazing windows firm. It's an amazing comedy. And I think Ed Westwick steals the show by a mile. I think him alone is worth watching it. Now, sadly, it was cancelled after season two, but I'm sure you'll find an incredible amount of enjoyment up until that point. And a lot of the characters are familiar from previous British comedy shows. It's very easy to get into. And it's got some great tunes as well. I think you'll, I, I just think you'll have a good time. It's really funny, really enjoyable, classic British humor. And the only downside is you've got the annoying Essex accent, but Sir, you know, I think you'll be okay with do it. Do you mind? What's up? Can you not disrespect my home region like that? <laughs> You don't have it, Aaron, but... No, with my thick Essex <laughs> accent, my broad Essex. Okay. No, I'm intrigued, though. I remember I this when it premiered it. on um, Channel 4. Yeah, definitely check it out. I think it's uh, 20 or 30 minutes an episode, so quite easily digestible. Okay, and it's got yeah. James Buckley and Joe Thomas from The Inbetweeners, but it's not it really does. in that same kind of vein. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it quite past it. Okay. It is a bit more adult comedy whereas the in-betweeners was more high school uh so the events that happen are more adult events if you if you catch my drift mm -hmm. uh compared to the in-betweeners but the kind of humor and the banality is is still there they they, they it retains a bit of that okay i'm intrigued all right white gold yes okay. not bad Check I'm, gonna it out. Give it, I'm gonna give it a spin all right no problem
Okay, so that puts us on to our picks for each other to listen to. Mihir, I had to take this right up to the wire by the trio Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridges, and Lucy Dacus. I would like you to listen to the EP Boy Genius. Julian Baker, okay. uh, Phoebe Bridges, who's a Grammy-nominated uh, artist, and Lucy Dacus on this EP have kind of collaborated. It's an amalgamation of all of their styles. It's quite, I wouldn't say downbeat necessarily, uh, but it's... Mm-hmm looking for a certain kind of emotion it really taps into you know feelings of anguish and loneliness but also kind of defiance um phoebe bridge is the most famous of the three i would definitely say but it's a really good collaboration it's a super group of sorts as much as an indie super group can be i'd really recommend the opening track bite the hand which they played in ikea once when i went but that shouldn't undersell it it's a really good ep I think you'll enjoy it. Yet more indie. Perfect. And it's six songs. Okay, interesting. This album intrigues me because it's not, you know, a a whole group. It's three different people coming together to write something. So I'm interested. I'm very interested. The names look very interesting. Me and my dog. I wonder what that's about. (laughs) I'll definitely check it out. I think I'll have an interesting time, good time listening to these songs. Perfect. All right. My recommendation for you to listen to is a song by Logic, who I've recently gotten into. I think he's amazing. It's called Under Pressure. Uh, yeah, same name as the two very uh, very popular songs that came previously. Uh, but this song, kind of under the same vein as those songs, talks about his time living as, as Logic, as, as the, the famous rapper, you know, with his status and money, and how people from his family, you know, his sister and his dad, and how they came up to him and talked to him about it, and how they were asking him for things and how they were going through troubles in life and how he felt so out of it. If you listen to lyrics, it'll, it'll, it'll really make you think about the kind of person he is and what he's gone through. Even forgetting that the song itself is really good. Amazing rhythm. And it's quite a long song too. I think it's nine minutes long. You have a nine, lot to talk about when you listen to it. Um, nine minutes long. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. I, once you're done listening to it, I would say just go have a quick skim over the lyrics in case you missed any. I'm looking the at the Wikipedia. <laughs> for Under Pressure, Logic drew inspiration from a variety of sources, ranging from Quentin Tarantino films, say less. Okay, yeah, I, I think this is one of his best, I think it's one of his best songs yet. But, you know, it's also a bit, um, comes with a bit of sad news. Logic has retired. I don't think he's going to be making any more music. So this is his encore, so to speak. Okay, I'm intrigued. I... We'll definitely take a look yeah. under pressure by logic. Okay, so that's our picks for something to listen to. So regular listeners of Say Less will know that we normally at this stage pick a wild card for each other to listen to. As we've heard earlier in this episode, it can be anything from cans of compressed air to Burger King meals to you know extra films, extra songs, that sort of thing. We thought for episode six, we'd mix it up a bit going forward and have decided to bring in a guest to pick something for us to both watch or listen to going forward. So we have our special guest of the week, Mr. Sajas Das, Mr. Josh himself, to give us both something to watch for the week coming up. Josh, what have you got for us? Okay, well, do both of you guys like heist films? Ocean's Eleven, all of that kind of stuff? Do both of you yes. like anime? I mean, like, I know the answer for one of you, at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you need to check out this great show on Netflix called The Great Pretender. I don't know if you have or not, but um, it's it's fan- it's a fantastic show. I think it's brilliantly written, only, only two seasons long. 
so not particularly long. However, I think it does like the whole heist vibe. Cool, stylish people like doing the absolute most to scam the hell out of people, right? Okay. It 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 nails that feeling, bang on the hammer, and like it just it just does so with like ridiculous style, and the art direction is really nice as well. Just like just like with these really vibrant colors, and you know when the opening scene is the main character dangling for, for, by his feet from the Hollywood sign. You know, you know, you're onto something that's pretty damn special. I will say that uh, that in terms of its structure, I think I think it's one of, it's one of the few um, animated shows I've seen that has a time scale quite as long as it does. Like several years pass by between each of like the individual arcs, and in that time, we get to see like each of the main characters' character evolve and change as they grow and become different people and i think that is really cool as well the great pretender excellent heist you know comedy with actually a very good amount of depth where is it where is it set you said it started off in hollywood is it set in america it is, it is set in multiple places so the story starts proper in japan and our main character is from japan however uh, the the other characters are from various parts of the world and the story moves from japan to uh, la to Singapore, to London, and then back back around to Japan again. Okay. What time period is it set in? Is it uh, uh, modern modern day? Modern it's set, times. It's set okay. Modern times. Yeah. I I did see the um the poster or or whatever you want to call it when Netflix makes the you know yes, the thing when the, you open the, it. The banner, I, I saw yeah. it. Uh, and it, it, it did look interesting. It is on one of my, it is on my watch list. But yeah, I'm glad you recommend it because now I've got an excuse to watch it and, and say mm-hmm. it's part of part of working. <laughs> Another another point in its favor, its ending theme is literally a cover of The Great Pretender. So Okay. Say less. I'm that intrigued really as right. well because um both Mihir and I are big fans of um La Casa de Papel or Money Heist. And so mm-hmm. that's a show I've also been meaning to rewatch, uh, as well as the one year anniversary of Tiger King. But I'm interested to see the kind of the Japanese spin on a heist series. Yeah, it's quite international as well. Like uh, I've already told you, like the locales change. Like a lot of the characters are from like all over the world. Like you've got your Europeans, Asians, Africans. It's it's quite diverse in that regard, actually. Okay, say less. No, I'm quite interested. Say less. Say less. Say less. <laughs> indeed, a heist set in different parts of the world with interesting characters. I mean, can't ask for much I mean, it, more. I mean, it's that. more than one heist. It's multiple heists. Multi, okay, multi heist. <laughs> okay, great. I'm quite excited actually. I love am too. Good, okay. good. Not bad. All right, so that wraps it up for another week of Say Less on the Watchtower Network. Let's run back through our picks for the rest of the week. My pick for something to watch for me here was Last Chance You, the basketball series, as well as to listen to the Boy Genius EP by Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridges, and Lucy Dacus. And my recommendations for Aaron to watch this week, White Gold on Netflix, set in 1980s, starring Ed Westwick and parts of the Inbetweeners cast, and to listen to Under Pressure by uh, Logic. And my pick for both Aaron and Mihir was the animated series The Great Pretender, now airing on Netflix. We will be back next week with another set of picks and recommendations and reviews for each other to listen to my thanks and Mihir's to Josh for dropping in with his pick for us.
check out all the goings on at the Watchtower Media Network. I have been Aaron Casanova. I've been here, Kohei. I've been Sarges Das. You're listening to Say Less, presented by the Watchtower Media Network. See you next week. Bye bye. See ya.